You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Hello, thank you for joining me for a little lesson that we can study the Word of God today. I hope that it can refresh you, encourage you, and challenge you as it has myself as well. Why don't we go to the Lord in prayer? Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word that um, you gave to us along with the Holy Spirit to lead and guide each day that we have, Lord. I thank you that we have you as our hope and instruction. I ask that you would lead us, that you would um, give us that edifying word that we need, Lord, for our lives, even today, that we can apply it and use it. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies, if this were a cooking show and I were in this nice, fancy, gourmet uh, kitchen being recorded right now, I would like to, for your mind to pretend that environment, if you will. And I'm going to describe to you some ingredients that I'm going to use for a recipe. And we're going to kind of look through and think about what it would be like if I were to make what I'm about to tell you. So in my mixing bowl that I would have, uh, maybe a name brand, maybe you would see, sometimes you watch those shows and you think, ooh, that would be nice. I like to have that mixer or that uh, stove, if you will. Well, in this mixing bowl, I would add some flour, then uh, maybe some, let's see, cranberry juice, that might be nice, um, some bow tie pasta, then a little bit of coffee grounds. Uh, I like prosciutto, that might be nice to add a little bit of that. Um, maybe some mayonnaise, um, maybe even the ground mustard, like from the whole mustard seeds, um, and some pepper. Then we were to mix that together thoroughly. Um, and then I would ask you, like you might do for some recipes, would you like to try it before I go on to the next step? Right away, you're probably already thinking, no way. <laughs> I don't even want to look at that or think about it, let alone try it. But then if I were to tell you, this is my own personal, just ultimate amazing recipe for chocolate chip cookies would you then want to try the batter or the mixture that i'd put together you would probably just think i'm off my rocker <laughs> so you know each individual ingredient that i chose they were good in and of themselves uh, maybe you personally didn't like mayonnaise or you don't care for cranberry juice but each individual um, ingredient that i put together in that mixing bowl there was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing bad or evil other than maybe a distaste to someone. But when I add them all together, it be would become nasty and it would definitely become useless for the purpose of which I intended to make those amazing chocolate chip cookies. Well, then if I were to take this mixture and instead of, maybe you even notice while you're watching this, you know, recorded cooking show, that my oven wasn't on. And instead of me taking this and putting on a cookie sheet um, into little scoops, I didn't put it in the oven, but I just take the whole mixing bowl and I put it in the freezer. And I set a timer and let you know that while we're waiting for these cookies to be finished from this recipe, why don't we set the table or why don't we take a commercial break? You would yet again think I, it would maybe be even further proof that I've lost my mind. 
that why would I put this nasty mixture in a freezer to make chocolate chip cookies? And you know, it's interesting that we have to choose the right recipe and that by myself choosing the contents of what we're gonna go into that bowl, and then I also chose how I was going to work with it, if I was just gonna mix it or blend it or knead it, uh, if I was gonna use the oven or if I was going to use a freezer, you know, I was doing it my own way. The recipe might be called Angie's Amazing Chocolate Chip Cookies, but there is no way I was going to get anything amazing out of what I did and then how I chose to use it. I did it my own way. And what we're going to do uh, today is look, if you have your Bible, um, that's great. Open up to Joshua chapter one. We're just going to look at one verse there and then we're going to turn to another. If you don't, you can go ahead and listen. I'll read it for you. But, you know, we need to choose the right recipe, the right ingredients, and then the right, you know, instruction within that recipe, you know, to have good success in life, but especially as a Christian woman. Joshua 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I look at this verse, and um, there are many verses um, that have the same content as far as what I'm about to say. But this particular one is almost like a recipe. It tells us what to use, uh, what to do, when to do it. It says day and night, um, how to do it. And then it tells us the outcome. Joshua 1.8 is an excellent verse for a recipe for our life. Uh, really, if we were to follow that, I think a lot of the things that maybe we worry about, that we're concerned about, would work itself out through the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, because I was following this recipe that God laid out. Um, you know, yourself and mine, I'd like to ask us the question today, which recipe are we using for my life as a Christian woman, my life as maybe your role as a wife, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter. We all have titles, but which recipe are we using? Is it the Word of God? Is it God's will or is it mine? Also, what ingredients are you allowing? So I could have the recipe all picked out, but yet if I'm not using the ingredients that God set forth, I'm not going to get the desired outcome. Uh, do you and I give God the authority also to choose which recipe for our life? And that's where you say, okay, Miss Angie, you cross the line. I'm all for using God's recipes, but I'm going to choose which one. And that's one where we need to stop and humble and submit and ask God, God, not only do I want to follow your recipe, but would you choose the recipe for my life? I want your will, not mine. And if we're supposed to be Christ-like, that's the very prayer that he prayed to his father. Um, you know, when you look into the finished recipe of your life, what is inside? What amount of quality have you added? So I could make chocolate chip cookies and I could actually follow the recipe. I could even follow the ingredient list and do it right this time, unlike what I described to you earlier. But there could be a little bit of a problem if I chose some flour that was sitting way, 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 way back in my cabinet that I didn't realize we haven't pitched, but it's seven years old. That if I ch chose to use the chocolate chips that were three years old 
And if chocolate sits around long enough, you've probably opened up a chocolate bar or chocolate chips at some point and it turns white, maybe where the oil has separated and it just is not quite the same. If I chose to, you know, substitute something that still would work, but not for chocolate chip cookies, sure, I could still get a cookie out of it, but is it going to be good, successful, those amazing chocolate chip cookies? And so sometimes we do follow God's recipe, but I choose to insert inferior ingredients. For instance, I know that I should read my Bible, but I just put the very bare minimum into it. I don't really study it or let his word study me, but rather I just get a little bit of God in. So I added the right thing, but I'm on purpose or subliminally, you know, not adding the quality that God wants for our lives. Sometimes when I'm working with ladies, I will feel that, man, I want more for their life than they want. But then the Holy Spirit convicts me and says, Angie, it's the same thing for you. God wants more for my life than what I myself would like. So now let's turn to Matthew chapter 15. We're going to look through uh, the first uh, few sets of verses, and then we're going to kind of study one or two of them in particular. But, um, you know, your worship and teaching is all in vain if God doesn't have your heart. We can come to church, we can love the Lord, and we can do the Christian life. But if God doesn't have my heart, I'm not going to have that good, successful uh, outcome and life that the Lord will be pleased with. So Matthew chapter 15, it says, then came Jesus, excuse me, then came to Jesus, scribes and Pharisees which were of Jerusalem saying, why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? Verse four, then God commanded saying, honor thy father and mother. And he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. Verse six, and honoreth not his father or mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, ye did excuse me, well did Isaiah say unto you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And then finishing up with verse 9, But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Ladies, I know this has been a description of my own life probably a multitude of times, where I say yes, I tell someone the right answer. I pray to the Lord the right answer, but my heart is not there. Um, there's been many ladies that I've worked with that I have been maybe hurt or even offended by, and they never knew it because they told me one thing, but went home, you know, and told their family another. And of course, those little kids come back to church and tell you what was said at home. And you find out that someone's heart is not with you. Um, it's very disheartening, you know, just like the word is in there. But we do this to God all the time, uh, maybe not realizing it, and then also intentionally. Listen to this story that I found. A farmer found a little girl that was lost in his meadow. The farmer said to her, do not cry, I'll take you home. 
The little child snuggled up to him and with a smile said, I knew you would. I was waiting just for you. Waiting for me, said the man. What made you think I was coming? I was praying you would, she said. Praying? When I first heard you, you were saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What was that for? She looked at him again and said, I'm just a little girl. I was praying all the letters of the alphabet and letting God put them together the way that he wanted to. He knew I was lost and he would know how to put them together better than I did. You know, that little girl in her simple way of not even being able to put a word together, she hadn't yet learned to read, was telling this man, she just said some letters to God and let him put it together. And that's what I'm talking about, giving God our life with God. I want my life to be a recipe, you know, from your word that turns out right. But I don't even know what it is, how I should turn out, what I should do. Um, Life and the world, society, even Christianity within the church has unfortunately shifted and changed a lot. Maybe over your lifespan, or maybe you can look back over the history of, uh, you know, the world, America, and the church. But I know I certainly can attest to that. I've seen so many changes. Um, I've also seen them in myself, positive and negative. But on those times where I just don't know which way to pray, I don't know what to ask God for to help that I would, um, maybe something I need to do or maybe something I need from him to follow that recipe of life. Sometimes we just say, God, I don't know what to ask for, but I do know that I want your recipe for my life. God knows what ingredients we need in our lives and how to put them together. So we would be very, very wise to trust him. You know, that verse um, eight at that passage says, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth. So Jesus was talking about a very specific selected group of people. Kind of sounds like us. Uh, Most of you, I would imagine that are listening or watching this, we're probably or might be women or girls. Another, most of us uh, may already have grown up in church or know the Lord and maybe a title as a Christian. We've trusted him as our personal savior. So we're a select group of people. But then it says, and honoreth me with their lips. Ladies, are the words that come about out of our mouth honoring, um, but to the heart that we don't just say the right thing, but we really mean it. And we're going to choose to follow through with that. But then it says, Jesus said, but their heart is far from me. Unfortunately, their women, uh, at least in my experience, are often known to do this where we say one thing, we look the part, act the person the way but then we do something else. Um, Back at Matthew 15, verse 10 to 12, it says, And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth the man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth the man. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? Verse 11, it says again, you know, that do we not understand that what's going in, it doesn't just matter in our mouth, but, you know, in our heart, the things that we allow to ponder on, the things that um, we live by, that we trust in, um, you know, we will not get a godly, sweet spirit from our life if we're not allow, allowing the Lord on purpose, um, you know, to walk with us, that I would seek him, 
Um, and then I would follow his recipe for my life, which is the word of God. Uh, I'm never going to have that sweet spirit. Um, then it says, or I found this, we know we must schedule time to soften and work on our spirit. This can't be done alone. We have to have God's help. I've worked with quite a few ladies that maybe they came to me over a certain topic, but after working with them, I realized it's really a matter of the heart of the spirit because we can all get dressed up and fancy on Sunday or get up and get a lot done every day. But if my house is sparkling clean, if I look the part, if the dinner got done, if all the work at the office was done, the children just look great and behave well, but I don't have the right spirit, something is drastically wrong. So what are you doing and what am I doing to actually even put in our schedule to work on our own spirits? Have you ever, and if so, when was the last time you asked God to soften your spirit or to keep it soft? Maybe you are at a spot where you'd like to be softer. Uh, you know, not to have that edge that I've just got the right words to say at the right time to really throw a barb out at somebody, that it's in my arsenal ready and loaded. Uh, that ought never be in our mind ever. There's been times where maybe you say something and you think, where did that come from? Uh, but somewhere along the lines, I was harboring something. Then there's other times where I'm working with somebody or teaching, and I'll say something that was positive, and I look back and think, I don't know where that came from. You know, it wasn't in my notes, or I didn't even think it. Well, that was the Holy Spirit, because maybe I had gone into that situation with a soft spirit. Frustration, negativity, anger, critical judgments, bitterness, depression, and very many more of those type of words are all a choice. And that's a statement I'm sure many of you and myself, we don't like because we can say, well, it was done to me, but it's a choice, ladies. This whole, these two situations I read out of Matthew, Jesus was doing far more than just training him about um, an illustration or some kind of a parable. He wanted to get at the heart of these situations. Many times something comes to you first but it's always a choice with what you do from it there. Now let's look at some more verses. I really wanted to kind of walk us through this passage. You know, we've got Jesus, not just maybe preaching to a group of people, but he's actually going back and forth a little bit with some Pharisees or disciples or scribes. And so we're kind of seeing a little bit of both sides of this. Look at verse 13 um, to continue on. It says, But he answered and said unto them, Every plant which my father, my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both fall into the ditch. Then Peter, then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. So there, there we go, that back and forth. Um, you know, conversing, Peter really wanted to know, okay, I'm really confused. What are you talking about? And so then Jesus says in verse 16, and Jesus said, are you also yet without understanding? So there we see some frustration on Jesus's side, not a sin, but just, oh, I've worked with you. How do you not understand this? Uh, it says, verse 17, do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast there is cast out into the drought. But those things which proceedeth out of the mouth came forth from the heart and they defile the man. 
For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed, unwashed hands defileth not a man. So twice there in this passage of chapter 15 in Matthew, Jesus had to, you know, first uh, proclaim it about what goes into us and what comes out and what defiles a man. Then he had to say, you don't understand. He goes through it again, but a little bit more detail. Um, You know, the things that come out of our mouth, like verse 18, they come from our heart. You know, it is um, what's on the inside that counts, just like that recipe. It really, really matters what I put in that mixing bowl. And then it really, really would matter where I put what was in that mixing bowl in order to process or cook it, in order to get the intended result. The inside reveals who you really are. And with that, we're going to take a pause. I like to break up these lessons. Maybe you have 15 or 20 minutes at a time to listen or to watch with one. But I'm going to record another one next week, and I hope that this will be an encouragement to you. So stay tuned for part two, because I even have some step-by-step points to help you with what recipe you are using. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.